Well, um, as Dave said, I graduated in 87, and um, I worked for the Walt Disney Studios as a production manager. I'm actually a voice director is really what I do. Um, I'm in charge of all the character voices um, within the Disney company. So if you ever hear Mickey speak or Minnie speak or Roger Rabbit or anybody like that, it's usually something that I got involved with or directed. Um, so um, what all do, are we supposed to say here? Um, just kind of share what you're doing, what you've done since you graduated, maybe how you got there. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this may be important to some of you. I know some of you will probably be looking for summer jobs coming up. Um, one thing that I did um, while I was going to the master's college is I really made it a point to pursue my career during the summer because that's a good, good time to be doing that. Um, I didn't have to wait till after graduation before I really went into the job that I wanted to do. So um, I started working part-time for another animation company. Um, you know, I started out about seven years ago just as a runner, just doing company errands and things like that, and then uh, worked my way up in that company and then went over to Disney. But those summer jobs are really where I got my um, experience. I learned the industry. Um, and so I think it would be very important to some of you that are pursuing careers um, in any field to really focus your, maybe your summer jobs on something that you would like to get into as a career and just start the groundwork. If it's going to be sales, well shoot, that might, might be, um, I don't know, you can look at selling hamburgers at McDonald's as sales. I mean, if you're the best at what you, what you can be, then um, I think that'll, that'll really help you out this summer. So that's pretty much the, uh, the, t the tour that I took in uh, getting to Disney is I really use those summer jobs and uh, I think the most important thing that I can stress, and I don't know how much we're gonna talk about this later, is just keeping the integrity in those jobs. And as you go out, it doesn't matter where you are, um, whether you are at McDonald's or whether you're working for a big corporation or something, the integrity issue, I think, is the most important thing that you as Christians can do when you go out there and start your, your job in the working world. I guess that makes it my turn. Um, as Dave mentioned, I'm an administrator, which is a glorified, ambiguous term for manager of a delivery company. We like to joke that we deliver everything but babies. We deliver just about everything. Um, it's in Sacramento, California, which is where I grew up. It's a nice advantage. My wife and I both graduated from here in 89. She in accounting. She's down here in the front row trying to keep me in line. It's interesting. Things don't change when you leave college. When, when we were in college, I would get up in the morning, do breakfast, and then stagger into my English classes. She would sleep through breakfast and stagger into chapel. So we woke up this morning, and she says, you go on to breakfast, honey. I'll see you at chapel. <laughs> um, it's interesting that Rick mentioned integrity, because as I was driving down thinking about, you know, they're going to ask you about college, they're going to wonder about your classes, etc., etc. The things that have really come to be important were not so much just the lessons in business or finance, whatever it was, although those are crucial, but it's issues like integrity, character, discipline. Um, as foundational as my studies were, I'm now learning that the incredible importance of those things, my commitment to self-discipline, to integrity, to being sold out, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. With what started in college, that is what is carrying over now into the marketplace. I'm no, no different now than in school. If I wasn't committed to the Lord in college, 
I'd venture to guess I wouldn't be committed to the Lord in the market. Janet? Uh, my name's now Janet Washburn. When I was here, it was Janet Ford, and the Lord brought a wonderful man into my life. When I was here, an encouragement to the girls, I didn't date very much. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and it was, I felt, looking back, I guess hindsight is always a very encouraging thing. Looking back, I see that was good for me. Um, it allowed me to finish my degree, which the Lord knows I would have dropped it as soon as I got in someone interested with. Um, we, I am now a teacher. The Lord brought it back. After I finished here, I went back to Michigan and did some secretarial jobs for a Japanese company. Learned some Japanese, um, another missions experience. When I came back out here, the Lord saw it fit to uh, move me into South Central LA. <laughs> I'm living in North Hollywood and I commute, so it's a good experience for me um, to learn more about missions. I teach a class that is 95% Hispanic and 5% black, and uh, the Lord's done some wonderful things since being out, so it'll be a pleasure to tell you about and uh, what we've all been through since we've been out of here. Terry. Okay, my name is uh, Terry Barr. I work at uh, Vista Valencia Golf Course. I'm a an assistant manager there, I'm going through the training program to be a general manager of a golf course. And I always wanted, when I graduated from college, to do something that I wanted to do. And that's hard. I graduated with a degree in computers. Um, Mr. Brown was my advisor, and he was a great help in my life and influence. And I ventured out. Um, I think the best way in today to get jobs is to go through, like Rick said, summer jobs. I went through a lot of uh, employment agencies. Um, that way you can get a, a taste of experience through a lot of different areas. And you're not just put into a job, and if you don't like it, you don't like it, but you have to make money and pay the bills. After a while, I got kind of bored with computers, got bored with um, employment, employers. And so me and my roommate ventured out and started our own computer business. And uh, that was good for about a year. And then that grew kind of old for me again. And uh, so I ventured into golf. And I tried and I tried and I tried just to get a job at Vista, just as a cart boy. And I'd show up to interview in a suit and everything, and my boss would laugh at me. He goes, why are you coming in a suit? And after about seven times, he finally gave me a job, just as a cart boy. And uh, I took over a friend's job. I worked two days a week outside picking range balls up. And uh, through the course of uh, just working there and uh, letting him see my credibility and letting me see the credibility of my employers, he was able to continually move me up and now I'm in the position to be a general manager just after about a year. And I would say uh, when you graduate from college, don't go with expectations because you're not gonna go right up into the management. You're not gonna be a CEO of a corporation. You're not gonna make $50,000 right off. Hey, I would say go for those lower paying jobs, get experience, finish college. Um, that'll show your employer that you have perseverance and diligence and uh, from there, you and your, like uh, Rick and Scott said, the integrity of your life will prove to your employers that you are a good worker. And I think that's one of the most important things in the workplace, is to show your credibility. Thank you. Kelly. My name is Kelly. I graduated uh, two years ago, a business major, and uh, was involved here at the college in a lot of different ways. It's a great place to be. It's nice to be back here and listen to the chapels. I mean, you just 
you don't know how nice it is to hear the songs again and just to worship in this kind of a setting. Um, how many RAs do we have out there? I see your hands. How are the rooms looking? Pretty good? They used to call me Sergeant Rosenthal because I, my, the part of the week that I liked the most was the room checks. Um, if any of you RAs are having a problem, I still have my checklist. I brought it with me if you want to use that in your dormitories. I mean, I tell you, it, it really does work. You just have to keep on them. Um, Again, I graduated and went into May Company as a personnel director. Actually, I went in as a trainer and was promoted up and became a personnel director. And then as of uh, November of last year, I was kind of um, fired. And uh, <laughs> there's really no, no other way to say it. I was fired. Uh, and that was a real uh, tough experience for someone that has always um, been promoted and always been, quote, the, the limelight and moved along. And then all of a sudden to be unemployed and to try to go out there once again like many of you are thinking about going out in the job force and saying where do I look what do I do you know you get the papers out and you're, you're looking and you're circling and you're calling and you're getting discouraged you're going on interviews I thought I only had to do that once well the Lord allowed me to do it twice and I hope no more um, I landed a job with decorative specialties what they do is they make cabinet doors and uh, I'm a territorial manager basically I'm a salesman uh, we don't use that term because people, salesmen are just below lawyers, you know, you don't trust them. So um, uh, we call ourselves territorial managers. I've uh, worked for them for about four months, love the job. It's, it's a real uh, neat job. It allows for a lot of freedom, a lot of personal contact with people, which is, is neat. And I think as I reflect back on why I was here at Master's College, uh, along with what Scott and the others have said about integrity and going out into the job force and doing your best no matter what you're doing, um, that will, your faith in little things, God provides greater things. And your employers see that you're faithful and you have integrity in the small things and they give you more responsibility. But along with that, I'd say relationships are, are real key. When I was here, this college, more than anything else, helped me to know how to interrelate with people, how to love people, uh, how to be loved. And uh, as I've carried that out into the workforce, people are hungry for that. They're hungry for someone that cares. And it opens up the opportunity to uh, show your faith in a, a really unique and incredible way. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to explain a little bit of the format. And we're going to go through. I have some questions here, finally, um, that uh, I have for some of these people kind of in general and some responses that they, we've talked about earlier this morning. Um, one of these microphones here is going to be turned around, uh, kind of facing this area. And uh, at the end of it, we'll have a few minutes for question and answer. And so uh, as, as I... When I tell you later, you can just come up here and uh, kind of line up over here and ask questions of these guys. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe they can give you some insight on what it's like to be right out of school, especially right out of the master's college. Um, one thing, the first thing that I'm thinking about, uh, we want to tie this in, is what's it like? Could you maybe describe your colleagues as far as their spiritual as, as far as their spiritual life out there, what are people like beyond, you know, kind of the Christian atmosphere we're here? What's it like out there? How would you describe uh, the unsafe people you work with? Whoever wants to go first can. Yeah. I'll go. Um, I think, uh, especially working at Disney, I mean, people think that maybe that's, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual environment there. That there's a lot of Christians working at Disney. And uh, because it is one of the few family oriented um, production companies. That's excluding Touchstone Pictures and Hollywood Pictures, but um, it's just not true. I mean, there uh, there are some big time heathens there, 
And um, I, what I found is just the company's so big and it's divided up into different divisions. Um, I have decided to just put an emphasis on my immediate division and, um, and it all goes back and I, I don't want to rub this word into the ground, but with integrity, once people start seeing who you are, um, then you know, I think they'll start asking questions and at least that's the way it's worked in my life. Um, I, uh, I'm not the type of person, it's not part of my makeup to just walk up to someone and um, say, uh, you know, look, are you saved? Or uh, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? It's, it's just not in my makeup. And some people are like that and I've met people like that even at the studio, other Christians. And uh, they can do that. It's just not part of my makeup. In fact, a tool that I've used is a Ted DeMoss's book um, the reason why, did he talk about that at all? I don't know if any of you picked that up, but that is a great tool, especially in business. I've been able to hand that out to some of my, um, my colleagues. Um, and uh, I'm finding, uh, I have a relationship with one of my vice presidents who is a Catholic, and we've gone out to lunch a couple times and, and talked about it, and uh, I think we're really starting to see eye to eye, but it's taken time, it's taken two years to work with this guy and talk to him, and to where we're at the point now where we can talk on a spiritual nature and um, you know it's they test you every day every day they're testing you and um, chances are you are going to find very few Christians out there unless of course you're going into ministry or something like that where I hope you'll find lots of Christians um, Lord willing but um, as far as colleagues boy it's, it's been a struggle for me because there uh, there's always the guys out there who are who are my age the um, you know up and ups you know hey you know let's go to the bar afterwards let's watch the game and uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to turn them down. And uh, they sometimes look down on you for that. So they want you to hang out. They want you to be one of the guys. And um, so it, it's difficult. It's difficult. But I'm sure some of these guys will share some stories that relate to that. Kelly, you were looking anxious there. Oh. Um. Yeah, retail. <laughs> um, I, ha I had a boss. Um, my boss who fired me. Um, he was uh, he was a, an active homosexual. Um, that's kind of fun to work for. Um, you, you meet all kinds. Um, people that have way out thoughts of what Christianity is like. Um, you're New Agers, um, and then again, you're you're just you're you're out and out heathens that will just come up to you and use all kind of language and wait for you to respond. Um, I have found that by loving those people, by being there, not, not all of a sudden when they, they come up to you and they, they show you their sin or you don't agree with the way they are, that you automatically you know, write them off. You, know, you stay consistent to your, your values, your views. Um, you share those in the right context, not with a high-mindedness. Uh, but just uh, out of a caring heart for them and not take their lifestyle personally. Um, don't take it as an attack on yourself. Uh, but it's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Um, you're going to find when you leave this place that even Christians you run across, you're going to like, where, you know, plug in. What's wrong with you? you know, why, aren't you um, why don't you know these things? You've been so well equipped here. I know I was, and I, I value it, that you are like cream of the crop. If, you, if you've taken your experience here at the Master's College and used it to your benefit, you're going to go out there and you'll be so much further above even Christians that you know as far as your spiritual walk, your integrity, uh, your outlook on life. Um, 
that you're going to be amazed. You really are. But it's exciting to be out, in the, out, out there. If you, those of you that are seniors, I bet you're dying to get out of here. I know uh, I was. And it's, that's the way it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to fall in love with a master's college and want to be here the rest of your life. Um, it's a wonderful place, but uh, we have to grow up and go out there and, and face the real world. And it's exciting. Maybe, that's not your feeling? You don't love this place? No? Okay. Well, I, I did for the first maybe two and a half years, and then I started to dislike it after that. Uh, so, uh, no, actually, I was ready. God was moving my heart to be ready to go out into the workforce. And uh, I'm excited for those of you that are about to venture into that, because it's, it's, it's a real exciting place to be. So real quick now, I have found uh, the Lord has blessed me. I've landed in a school that's uh, called Trinity Street School, public school, but um, God has blessed me with a very dear Christian uh, woman that uh, was in my wedding, and we get together every once in a while and pray. Uh, has been on a weekly basis, but sometimes that needs to fluctuate. The Lord really took care of me when he put me there. It's a very um, scary uh, neighborhood at times. It can be but there are good faculty and good staff and all have been very encouraging to me. So if anybody wants to come visit, come down. <laughs> um, either, any, either one of you guys want to feel that? Okay, moving on. Uh, what was your biggest, uh, we'll try, I'm going to direct this one to Scott. Um, be prepared. What was your biggest surprise when you left the school? What, did you, what was the one thing you thought maybe or a thing uh, that kind of shocked you when you got out out of college and faced you know the real world Rick says no homework that was a big <laughs> um, it's not easy if you want to ask anyone here I'm sure you know how have you done have you led all these people to Christ have you gone out there and you know I have a unique opportunity the upper management I work with are all believers um, I have under me 80-some-odd employees You think, boy, they should all be saved by now. It doesn't work that way. It's a lot of hard work. If you want to know how well we've done, give us 20 years and then ask. Um, every day I've got to struggle with having my devotions and working on my attitudes and um, working on the things that I say. You know, I'm, I'm no better with what I say than you folks are. I, and if I blow it to an employee or one of my supervisors under me, I've blown it good. It's not another student who, oh yeah, well, he pops off once in a while. And it's a lot of hard work. It's not, it, it's not unattainable, but you've got to get out there every day and you've got to be praying, Lord, give me opportunity. Lord, teach me. Lord, how in the world am I going to reach these 80 people for you? You just don't go out there and poof, you know, there's my mission field of 80 people and they all come running in to hear the gospel. And it's a day-to-day struggle and battle with my own spiritual life and then to try and take that into the marketplace and to try and live out the wisdom of the Proverbs and um, boy just the commitments I made here in college are crucial and the the things I said this is what I want to do that's the first step but then you get out there and you have to live it out every single day and if I can't keep my spiritual life on the par with what it was here at Master's College, which was very easy because I was getting fed constantly, I've got nothing to offer. And that makes it a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, quite frankly. That's good. Uh, Terry, your turn. Um, what was the one thing from school maybe that you took out of here, maybe in your classes or something, that you think has helped you the most as you've stepped into your position? 
Well, I think at school, a lot of people think probably, why am I taking philosophy and geography and all these? You know, they have nothing to do with my major. But I think the one thing that I learned was discipline, perseverance, and diligence. I mean, all three of those things, that's what an employer's looking for. And uh, it's not easy getting a job. And you're not going to just put your resume out there and say, I'm from Master's College, and you're going to get a job. I sent uh, 72 resumes out. I got one response. And uh, that's not a very good ratio. <laughs> and uh, so how am I supposed to get a job with one resume? I mean, these people just said, I'll keep it on file. The other people didn't even send me a letter back. So it is definitely not easy out there. Um, perseverance is key. And God will lead you in the right direction. You just have to be faithful. Anybody else have anything that stands out maybe from their college experience that has been uh, an obvious help uh, along the way? Anything that comes to mind? <laughs> Nothing helped. Okay, moving on. Um, kind of along the same line. Maybe you can, by the way, you can answer any of the questions in retrospect as you think about them. Uh, uh, what has been the least, uh, the thing that you thought maybe would help you the most and maybe has not panned out, or the thing you counted on the most coming out of college? Um, any ideas there? I hate to say this, but uh, my textbooks. Um, I mean, they, they have helped me, definitely. But uh, someone told me once that 5% uh, of what you learn, you'll be able to apply when you get out in your workforce. And I've found that to be real true. There's a couple communication classes and stuff like that that I, that I use every day. Um, but I don't remember you know, this theory of management and that theory of management and what, what's theory Y and theory X or you know, any of that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, sorry, Dr. Mackey, wherever you're at there. Um, <laughs> you can revoke my A. Um, but what, I, what I've, uh, I really thought that having that knowledge and going out there, um, in my particular field, it didn't require to have as much knowledge. When you go into a job, they're going to allow you. They're going to teach you. They're going to take the time to train you. And at that point, you need to turn it on. You need to learn what they want to teach you and, and learn it well and do it well. That's not to say don't study now, but it's to say don't be so stressed that you feel like you, you don't have enough to go out there and apply for those jobs. Go for it. Uh, if a company is any kind of company, they're going to be looking more for just your academic ability. They're also going to be looking at who you are as a person and uh, the things that you've done, your personality, how you deal with people. Uh, all that is involved. So uh, that's my two cents. In one sense, what Kelly's saying is very, very true. We took business together, so I remember those classes that I don't refer to all that often. But on the other hand, although I may not remember a particular theory of management that we had in Dr. Mackey's class or whatever financial principle I should have learned in Prof. Powell's class, the, the degree with which, and I think Kelly would agree, the degree to which we pursued those studies is the, to the degree to which we are going to pursue and conquer the challenges that we face each day. If I don't have enough initiative to study my tail off for one of Prof's financial management exams, I probably don't have enough initiative to really make the right kind of decision when it comes down to a corporate decision. Um, Rick could probably address this as well. It's just that you're, bu you're building character. Whether you, whether you realize it or not, whether you have any idea what good studying B.F. Skinner's you know, managerial psychology or behavior modification, whatever it was, is what you're doing is building the character that you're going to call on later. It's, it's the foundation. Because every day now I'm learning. And believe it or not, 
I once in a while I go back and I think if I could only remember this thing that they talked about in financial management or accounting. And every day as I'm learning, it's no different than when I was learning here, except now it's not textbooks. It's if you foul up, you've really blown it big time. It's dollars and cents. But that character and the way Kelly pursued his studies, which is very seriously, is probably the way he pursues his job. And if Kelly blew off his studies, I'd be willing to gamble that he blows off a lot of the responsibility and consequently opportunities of his position. Do you agree with that? Sport. Yeah. By, no means, by no means would I under... Yeah, I'm glad Scott clarified that because I would not want to leave you thinking that I thought the classes were bogus. Um, no, they, they're needed, definitely, and, and what he said is true. You have to be diligent in whatever you do, and God will bless that. If I could uh, get off the academics, one thing that I left with the school, and this is directed to the guys, is one thing I left the school with was a great wife. Now, uh, with the spring banquet coming up, you know... <laughs> No, but I cannot tell you how important it's been to me to have the support of a great wife. And I know a lot of people at the church, some of the men at the church, that's at Grace Community. Um, that's the one thing that they say, and I think Russ can testify or any of the uh, people here on staff, that the uh, support of a, a great spouse is so important. And uh, you know, Scott's been married. He met his wife here at the Masters. Uh, Masters. I met mine at when it was LABC. And uh, Terry, the same thing. And uh, I tell you, that has been something that I've left, that this school gave me, that um, just can't be touched. So, uh, you know, take advantage of it, guys. <laughs> I'm going to sell 500 tickets today. <laughs> <laughs> Call to the marketplace, two, please. Um, now I just lost my whole train of thought. Oh, here it is. Um, uh, have you maybe testimonial time have you ever, have any of you had a chance to actually share your faith with someone uh, or build or sow relationships or how is that going um, and I'm going to kind of go down the line on this one because I would like even if you know maybe you have to respond negative maybe why or how that is or what's going on in that area as you try and live out you know using your sphere of influence to advance the kingdom how is that working out uh, maybe we can start with with Kelly and work down uh, I'll go back to May Company because that was my most experience as far as out in the job force uh, for the greatest amount of time. Uh, it's not difficult when your lifestyle represents what you believe to share your faith. It's a, it's a natural outpouring of who you are. And if you walk filled with the Spirit and you seek the Lord daily, uh, it's going to come natural. Um, many times, employees would come up to me as their personal director and they talk to me and they they mentioned they're going to be late for work because of a sick relative or, or something. And they, they confide in me some things. And at that point, all I would need to say is, well, I'll pray for you. At that point, a couple times, the door is just wide open at that point for me to, to share my faith with them. They're kind of, oh, you're, you're a believer. That's nice. And then we'll go in and we'll, we'll start talking. Other times, I'll sit there and I've shared with managers. And I've, you ever get these, these, these blank looks like, oh, yeah, you know, you get those looks too. But by living the life consistently, um, I, I've seen a lot of friends that are, are still friends today, not believers, but uh, are still questioning. For me, I work at a golf course, and uh, you know, the golf course brings out a lot of good qualities in people. Let me tell you, you put it, <laughs> you put a beer in these guys' mouth, and uh, they'll let you know it. And it's a very harsh environment, and. Uh, for me, uh, the one thing that I've learned in evangelism is friendship evangelism. It's uh, 
basically your lifestyle. I learned that when I was overseas in Yugoslavia through the through a masters here, and it's a great tool to use. Uh, a lot of times you just try to befriend your employees and see where they're at and see how you can minister in each of their lives. We have like, I mean, there's a couple alcoholics at our course, they're only 21 years old. I mean, I'm not just going to sit down and have a drink with them and, you know, share the gospel. These, you're going to have to uh, come down to their level and help them through their struggles. Uh, one experience I've come across is a, a guy named Jason Black. He's a high school student at Hardy, he plays on the golf team. and. Um, I've tried to just help him and um, his attitude to the church. Uh, he's come from a home that has not preached to the gospel. And uh, now he's in the, involved at Grace Baptist Church in the high school group, and he just went on a missions trip himself to Mexico, and I appreciate just his diligence and his will to go down there. Um, he's, a, he's kind of a hard person to get to know. He tries to befriend people too easily. And that shuns off a lot of people because he tries to be their friend too much. And a lot of times he's an outcast on the golf team. And I've tried to take him under my wing as, as well as my boss has. And we have a good Christian environment at our golf course and management. And uh, through that experience, I think people are come to know Christ just through your attitudes and just through your life as it's shown. I, I think teaching is a, one of the best ways to be able to minister um, and share the gospel. Not only do I have a captive audience of, I have 26 children, I have their parents to deal with. Uh, mine, I have six that are native English speakers, um, the rest being Hispanic. And a lot of those parents don't speak English. They have problems with uh, always having to work. And so they come to me and ask me a lot of questions about parenting and what do I need to do and how are they doing. And, the only experience I can draw upon not being a parent yet myself is the Christian values that I've been taught. So I do get to express Christian values without calling them, this is from the Bible. Um, there's a lot of need for that. I get to also interact with uh, other faculty members um, all over the district. So it's a very good opportunity, opportunity to reach out to a wide range of people. I want to start working on more of the commitment is in my life to be more verbal about the gospel. I'm trying to work out with Jim Rickard um, for the team to come down, soccer team to come down, put on a uh, soccer performance for my kids or maybe even the school. Then from that comes a multitude of opportunities to share the gospel. I also, anytime you need a uh, if you want to get a group together for this summer and, and do tutoring, you know, come into my classroom. You speak Spanish. From that, you cannot preach the gospel on the school grounds, but you can develop relationships with those families. And they will uh, take whatever you have to give, whatever opportunities. So it's, it's really wonderful. It's interesting. I think two or all three of you have said relationship building. When I was an RA, it was build relationships, build relationships. I keep pounding that into your head. But that is as close to the truth without being redundant as you can get. I can't take our, I can't take our company's profits to heaven. I can't take our fleet of trucks. I can't take anything other than people. And if I can get my mechanic, if I can build a relationship with him 
and take him hunting with me, do whatever it takes to win his trust and his confidence, show him I'm genuine, and win him to Christ, I can take him with me. And on the side, my wife and I are working with a high school youth group at our church. And although I'm consumed by my business responsibilities, that my that youth group and those ministries begin to consume a lot of my heart because that's real and my work allows me to do that and it pays the bills so I can do these other things but those people are becoming more and more and more real and the opportunity to reach those people the opportunity to apply the all the ministry emphasis that this college has that's genuine that's eternal and that that lends a real perspective if I can build relationships, if I can bridge that gap to people, I have something of eternal value to offer. I started um, when I first got to Disney. I um, was right out of the shoots. I said, boy, this is the place where I'm really going to share my faith. And um, I get there and I find out that my boss is queer. It's a $3 bill. And um, <laughs> some of you are finally catching it. Um, so... Uh, so that was very tough, having to get over that barrier, that hurdle. You know, I shared my faith, and he's with the Unitarian Church, you know. You know, love all, that whole thing. And, uh, ooh, weird, weird. Um, so uh, I got nowhere with him. You know, and I'm still trying to, and building that relate. Well, I can't get too relational with him. But, uh, <laughs> but I try to build that relationship a little bit, and at least let him see my character. And... Um, yeah, I've, I've tried talking to some temp help we've had come in, and I handed him the reason. We talked about, um, about faith and Christianity, and I handed him the book, The Reason Why, the Ted DeMoss book. And, um, you know, he came back at me, and he just, um, you know, started that, talking about dinosaurs and, you know, just abstract things that really have nothing to do with what we know as Christians. And um, what I find in the industry, those of you who are interested in maybe getting into the entertainment industry, is... Um, the attitude of everybody is, hey, that's great for you. And uh, that's about it. I'll do my thing and you do your thing. That's great. You know, and they're, they're actually supportive. You know, hey, that's great. Hey, I'm glad that you went to church last Sunday. That's really neat. Um, you know, some people, their religion is, is watching football. I mean, that's where they get their spiritual sense is watching football on Sundays. They, they don't need church. They can attain spiritual, spirituality by watching football. It's a weird industry. But, um, you know, I, that's what I'm faced mostly with. And, I, and I've tried to work on a discipling relationship with, with two people at work. And um, it's, very, it's very difficult. They're coming along. And I told you about the vice president that I'm working with. And that's, uh, that's working out real nice because he's, uh, I find, even though he's Catholic, we're a little bit of like-mindedness and his goals are similar to mine. And that I think he legit, legitimately wants to please the Lord with his life. So on um, those kind of things, and you seek those people out, you seek the people out that you know are responsive, but I think the key is also to go to those, the guy who is queer is a $3 bill, and stick with him as well. And um, you know, I think it's hard to be, it's easy to be biased, but you've got to stick on everybody and share your faith and, and be consistent. Thank you. Uh, at this time, we're going to kind of open this mic over here. If you have any questions, uh, you can step up over here. I also have some, so if we have any lulls. Uh, okay, wow, one already. Ready, David? Yeah, I'm um, looking back now that you're out of this place. Are there some things? Some of you might not have them, but are there some things that you would do 
different if you were here again that would help you now? Things that you would take advantage of more maybe that you didn't or things that you would change? I start with that. I would um, definitely, I didn't start working. I was so involved in, in, in campus type things. I didn't start working summer jobs or anything like that until my senior year or right prior to my senior year. And I would, wish I would have had a lot more experience prior to going out into the job market. Uh, it really looks nice on that resume to have some consistent um, uh, experience. So I'd encourage any of you, I would do that differently. I would have started as a, as a freshman, not come too ingrained here, but allowed myself to constantly be in touch with the world uh, and, and be working. I think for me, I would have uh, paid more attention to my Bible classes because when I was going to school, I wasn't, I wasn't working and I was just a student. And now I'm more jealous of you guys because you're in Bible classes now and you get the foundation and you can absorb all that more. I think uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would have concentrated more and took all that I could have out of the Bible classes because you're getting the best teaching in the world here. And I mean, that's guaranteed just by the churches you go to when you go home. It's so much different than here. And like John MacArthur's church out here, it's the best teaching in the world. I would absorb it as much as possible. Okay. Anybody else want to cover that? Just one, maybe okay. to the girls. I think I look back and enjoy the time here that I was able to develop friendships and uh, meet with uh, different people and go out in groups. Um, I know I spent a summer in Taiwan and was able to enjoy uh, getting to know some of the men on that team. Uh, Mark Tatlock, I see now, and I think he was a good example for the girls on the team of what a, uh, a man should be, taking care of us and opening the doors and helping us with our luggage. <laughs> so, and it's good now because now he's going to have that responsibility in a marriage, right? Um, so it was good, I think, to develop uh, relationships and work on seeing what characters the young men are developing here. Um, what is going to help Kelly be the best businessman he can be? And how do I, if God has it in my, in my life to be married, how can I help my husband to be the best that he can be? I think that's good. That's good. Karen? Um, my question's for Rick, and I want to know about... Um, we haven't really talked that much about being competitive in the workforce. What is it really like? Is it, are people stepping on each other to get to the top? And how do you move up in your, you know, in Disney company without doing that? How does, how does all that work? Well, uh, the politics, um, I think in any company are always very thick. Um, it's, I look at politics as how many people want to have their fingers in the same pie. And um, it is very cutthroat. And in talking with this person that I've, I've been talking to, um, that's both of our problems, is that exact issue, is everybody steps on each other to try to get to the top. Everybody wants the biggest car and the biggest house, and they want to tout it around and dangle it you know, in front of everybody and say, hey, look what I'm doing. And the only way they're going to do that is stepping on, on you. Um, I find that if I'm the kind of person that um, people like, um, and if I'm supportive of them, uh, 
for what they want to do if they want to go up and be, um, you know, president of some division at Disney. Well, shoot, if I'm behind them and supporting them um, and they understand that, I don't think they're going to step on me. Um, I think they will probably want to take me with them. Um, so there, there's a fine line. The key, I think, is, is as long as you aren't stepping on anybody, um, I have a feeling there will be the, the jerk who will want to step on you as well. But um, I think for the most part, if, if you show that integrity and you're consistent and they value your, um, I guess, professional status, then uh, they won't step on you. And it is very cutthroat. And all you got to do is just maintain the integrity and uh, get through it. If they step on you, well, hey, you know, that's, you got to remember, it doesn't really matter where you are on the corporate ladder as long as um, where you are, you're living your life for Christ. So someone steps on me and gets there before me, you know, well, that's all right because I'm not there to make money. I'm not there to, um, you know, be that top figure. I'm just there to, to have a, a life that is pleasing to God. That's great. Mark? Yeah, I have a question. Um, have any of you found yourselves in a position or have ever been asked to compromise your integrity? And how do you deal with that um, from a Christian's perspective? I was uh, asked one. Oh, I'm sorry. Just one. Okay. I was asked one time. Uh, a fire inspector came. A safety inspector came to uh, to May Company, and I was the executive on. And uh, he was asking about our safety meetings and, and those type of things. And I said, Oh, well, you know, I don't really get involved in the safety meetings too often. And he goes, Oh, that's funny. Your name's on the uh, minutes. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah. And at that point, either I was going to try to weasel my way out of it, which I know my boss would have wanted, or um, I was going to tell him the truth. And at that point, I remember thinking, okay, what am I going to do? And it really wasn't much of a thought. I mean, I was, I'm going to tell this guy, I'm going to be honest with him, uh, we don't have safety meetings at this store as, as a company says we should. And my boss suffered a lot of heat for that. And um, I suffered a lot of heat for that. Um, <laughs> But it, it definitely, uh, I got fired. No, not, not over that issue. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it helped. Um, I think they respected me. And after, after some calls like that, they never approached me again on compromise. They knew I wasn't going to lie. They knew that they were, they were pretty much up front with me. And if they didn't want me to talk to somebody because I might say something I shouldn't, they just kept that person away from me. So, um, yeah. But it happens all the time. Anybody else have any? It's not so much because I'm dealing with mainly my students throughout the day. It's not so much the big issues, but at lunchtime I can easily go into the cafeteria and start complaining. Um, this didn't go right. This, this teacher said this. This did this. And for me, it's more of the small issues of compromise. Am I going to get myself involved in that? Am I going to begin a relationship with a teacher because we have to trade children? Um, am I going to really get involved with that relationship when I know, um, you know, there's some questionable areas in her life or, you know, how am I going to work that? So for me, it's more of smaller issues of communication, um, integrity issues like that instead of the big, am I going to tell a big lie? It's the small one. Um, our time is almost out. I'm sorry. I wish we had more time for... Questions. Oh, we have one more. Okay, we'll let Jason go. Um, I was just wondering, how did your degree coming from a small Christian college stack up to the other degrees of the collegians out there once they graduated? 
Could you repeat that? I'm sorry, the mic. I'm sorry. I was just wondering, how did your degree coming from a small college stack up against the degrees of other collegians who are graduating from bigger colleges out in the workforce? Your, de your degree from a small Christian college is competitive against maybe some other people's degrees. One thing I've said that uh, has added up to be real good in that because everybody I've handed my resume to, uh, the same, it was always question question mark on their face in the master's college, what's that? And um, they said, why would you choose that college? Why not uh, Harvard or someplace like that? And uh, I, what, what I've always used, and I get a lot of respect for this, is the fact, number one, that it's a Christian college and it, and it was in line with my beliefs and I wanted to learn more about the Bible. But the second thing is, is that um, I like the interpersonal relationships with the professors. You go to a large university, you don't get, you don't get diddly squat with your professors unless you, you, you know, get the structure time and then you're only allowed 10 minutes and you think they really care about your life. Uh, it's just not the way it is down at CSUN. But here, um, you could spend uh, hours with your professors here and uh, I think they really take care of you and they help you, you find your goals and they help you with your studies. If you don't understand something, at a big university, you can't go to them. Um, you just have to work it out on your own or ask another student who's maybe a little brighter than you are. And um, in this case, you can go directly to your professors. So you tell an employer that, and I think they even see that in the business world where that you're seeking out, once again, those relationships, and that maybe in the case of a working relationship, you will seek out the advice of your employer, the same that you did with your professors here at this school. Um, thank you. That was a good question. Very relevant to uh, those of us looking for work. Um, just as we close up, maybe a, a final statement. One last little thing maybe you want to leave. Uh, maybe we can start. We'll start in the middle. We'll go work to the outsides. I don't know. Uh, Janet, maybe you can start, and then we'll go through. I was really thrilled to be asked to come and share with you. I think because for me this is a very special place. Um, the, the chapel time you get here, the relationships with the faculty has uh, brought many good memories to my mind. I think um, I'm excited about teaching. I hope I have maybe prompted even one person to consider it, consider the inner city. Um, if you want to go into missions, I could go straight from LA um, to anywhere in the world. There's Chinese, Filipino, Russian, Korean, Spanish, whatever. So it's a very good opportunity. And if I can just share this one uh, quote that I found that kind of epitomizes what I think my teaching is all about or is hoping to be about. Every human is intended to have a character of his own, to be what no others are and to do what no others can do. I thank God for the teachers that he has put in my life. And if I can be a teacher like that to help one child feel that he has a hope for the future, um, then I think we've done the job here. Terry? Um, I would tell you to, to uh, have fun here in college. I mean, this is going to be the, the best times of your life. Um, when you do get out in the workplace, persevere, try your best. Uh, don't go out there to make money because God did not put us on the earth just to make money. Um, just be out there, provide, um, be thankful for where, whatever God opens, whatever doors he opens, be fruitful, um, go through those doors. Establish friendships here. I think the friendships here will last you forever, the ones I 
have established are still lasting me. And uh, the one, the most important friendship that I've established was my wife. And uh, she's the most wonderful woman in the world. And uh, if you're able to find a mate here, praise God. <laughs> Scott. Just to take a parting shot, I think it would have to be on character commitment. If Terry Barr exists to bring honor and glory to God, what he does on that golf course matters. If he doesn't, it doesn't matter what he does, it's of no value. And it doesn't matter if someone leaves here and becomes the next R.G. Letourneau, or if someone leaves here and is a, one of, you know, a truck driver for the rest of their life. It doesn't matter what you are, what matters is how you do it and whose glory you do it for. And as I, you know, I sit and I read the journal in the morning and government regulators are being dishonest and the SNLs are crumbling due to tremendous dishonesty. And I've got people coming in every day trying to pull the wool over my eyes and lie to me. Somebody has got to go out there with a commitment to Jesus Christ and live that kind of life of integrity, no matter what it is that you do. Thank you. Kelly? Um, to add to what has been said is learn how to love people. I mean, all kinds of people, not just your Christian buddies, your little cliques. Learn how to love all kinds of people. Really care for them the way the Lord would care for them, and uh, you're going to have a blessed ministry. But those are all great. Um, I'd just say start building the character now. Um, because if you don't have it when you leave college, it'll be a lot more difficult out there because you don't have the accountability. So while you have the accountability here at school, build it now. Boy, understand what it means to really be a Christian and uh, get all that in now while you have the chance. And then you lose the accountability, but you'll be so strong by leaving this place that uh, you'll be able to stand firm. Thank you very much, all of you. Let's give these folks a big hand.